not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. If you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. That is your other host, Mike Baldwin. And uh, we have a lot to say about the stuff going on in our country right now. We're just trying to get to the the bottom of it and uh, the truth about what's actually occurring in our country. We think that the deep state is real. We think that Trump is the best hope we have to destroy the deep state and get America back to what it was supposed to be and what it was founded on. We think our government is essentially an organized crime syndicate. And everything that you're seeing right now is an attempt to, uh, on one side, to keep that going and on the other side to get rid of that, like I said, and uh, it's pretty compelling stuff. So also, before we get started here, I'd like to say that I will be at the end in Torrance, California, September 2nd. That's this Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, there's a few other funny comedians on the show. They're all doing short sets, and then I'll be headlining doing 45, 50 minutes, and I would love to see you guys there, and hopefully we'll sell it out. And uh, Mike has what's being touted as the greatest special of all time coming out on December 8th, and uh, so we're looking forward to all that stuff. Hell yeah. Oh, do you like my tree? <laughs> I got a, my Halloween tree is up. It's my Christmas tree, but I leave it up all year round, and Halloween's the next holiday, so I decorated it for Halloween, and now I don't have to do anything to it until uh, November. Yeah, it's coming, man. This has been, gosh, I say this every year now, but this is the fastest year of my life so far. It's freaking September, essentially. Yeah, and it's, it's weird to think that, like, everything that we've been through since 2020, you know? And then it's even weirder to think like all the shit that we've been through since Trump came down the escalator, like a lot of things have happened. Yeah. And a lot more stuff's going to happen. And uh, the election will be here before you know it as fast as this year is gone and is going. And uh, which is probably why they are slowly introducing COVID again. Yep. You know, I'm starting to see more and more people wearing their masks again and I'm driving down the street with my wife, getting annoyed at people. And, uh, you know, I have to tell myself, don't don't do that. again. You know, it feels like deja vu in a, in a bad way. But yeah, but I think a lot more people this time around are going to be like, no, come on now. We're not doing that. I watched a guy this morning that was like, you need to just like memes and ridicule. Like, that's how we're going to get through this is like if if somebody's wearing your mask, just look at him and just go. And just and like, don't try to explain, you know, like, you know, that doesn't work. You know how many microns the spaces in between your mask fibers are compared to the size of the virus. Like the CDC even put out a thing. Did you see that the other day where they're like, uh, like the mask that you've been wearing because of covid aren't good during like the wildfires and stuff because the smoke is is smaller than the space between the fibers of the mask. So wearing this mask will not protect you 
from smoke inhalation. But then somebody did a diagram of like the size of a particle of smoke. And then they zoomed in real tight on it. And next to it is like a tiny little baby thing. And they're like, and that's coronavirus. So if this thing is not protecting you from smoke, which is like a thousand times larger, then I don't know what you're thinking that it's going to protect you from COVID too. But plus like, I think the main thing that we need to get across from people is like, this is not going to kill you. Like, even if you're super sick and old and fat and dying, like it's still only like a 10% chance that it's going to kill you, which is a, a lot higher chance than everything else. But it's still not statistically, it's probably not going to kill you. But I think it's even way lower than that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm just like, I don't want somebody to come back and be like, actually, it's a 7.4%. So I just went higher. But yeah, it might only be like 1%. Yeah. I want to say, like, if you get sick, it sucks no matter what. Like, and for my entire life, like, I rarely went to the doctor when I got sick because I understood what getting sick meant. Getting sick meant. I'm going to lay in bed and feel like shit for a couple of days. I'm going to eat soup or like slurp broth or fucking go get like a smoothie from Dairy Queen or whatever, or, you know, something like a malt or whatever. Like I, I know how to handle being sick and people are trying to make this seem like it's so much different, but it's like, no, you just feel like shit for a couple of days and then you're fine again. Like just deal with it like an adult. Yeah, and there's no sense in trying to convince anyone these days of anything, especially if you're still wearing a mask. And, um, you know, that just means to me that you still watch mainstream media, which I guess that's a good sign because there's not near as many people, at least so far, that I see. It's just every now and again I see people with with the mask, and it it just annoys me. It always annoyed me. Uh, But especially now, I'm like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I saw a few Facebook posts from people that are just like, masks on again everybody and some of the comments are just like yeah i know like it seems like that time again but a lot of the comments were just like nope not doing it and i like i like that attitude it's cool because all of the people that were scared to be like i don't even know if these masks work you know like now we're years later and they're like okay no they don't like we have scientific studies even the best scientific studies are like uh, we couldn't we we couldn't say and you're like so one way or another do they work and they're like no way to know so even that is them i compare that to like the Mueller report i don't know if you remember when that came out and they were like we we refuse to say that trump did not collude with russia and they're like so you're saying he did and they're like no no that's not what we're saying we're just not gonna say that he didn't and they were like but if he didn't then you would say that wouldn't you and they're like, one would think, but we're not going to. So it's <laughs> it's just that kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of what we see is bullshit. Climate change is is horse shit. I've seen so many experts lately that be like, this is not this is not what they're making it out to be. It never has been. But you're not going to see that guy in the news, not on mainstream media anyway. No. Um, all right. So where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, Biden being a piece of shit or Trump being cool or um, a guy talking about how Biden is a piece of shit? 
That's a good one, actually. You want to let's start with this guy. This is a gold star father. He lost his son in Afghanistan, and he's speaking in front of. Uh, it looks like he's in front of Congress or something. It might just be a state thing or something. But either way, you want to watch this? Yes, and one of our goals here is to uh, show people who may not know if you're still watching at this point that Joe Biden is, in fact, a piece of shit. If he's even really Joe Biden, and if he's not an actor, because I've heard a lot of people and people smarter than me say that he's just being publicly shamed. Like Trump is the guy telling him what to do. Like you're not going to code any nine 11 things. You're going to be in Alaska. Um, nowhere near the, the world trade center because we want everyone to know what a piece of shit you are. He's like, come on, I'm the president. I should go to, you're not the president. <laughs> you're not going to be anywhere near it because we want everyone to know what an asshole you are. He's like, okay. I would like to hope that that is the case, but I don't know. But then based on the stuff that's happened in the last week or month or whatever, like a lot more of the crazy conspiracy Q posts start making more sense, you know, like Q posted. I don't have it in front of me here, but at one point he said something along the lines of like, uh, like the picture will be the, the start of, of like the plan or whatever. And everybody's like, what picture? And over the years, people have been like, is this the picture that he's talking about? But then his mugshot came out the other day and now everybody's being like, Oh, this is the picture. So I don't know. It could all just be horse bullshit, but real quick. Speaking of his mugshot, didn't he put on there that he's six, three, 215 pounds, which everyone knows is not true. That's like, what Muhammad Ali was in his prime. And right. we know that that's not Trump, but if you add up six and three and two and one and five, it comes up to 17, which is very interesting. No, I didn't know that, but that seems like a Q thing that they would be like, like all the nerds on the Q boards are like, Oh my God, this means something, but it could just be totally fucking random. Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we can roll that. We can roll that video whenever you want. I also real quick, I did get baptized this weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Have you never done that before? I had never done that before. And, uh, I mean, I accepted Christ more godly. You know, I actually do. My brother told me that, uh, once you get baptized, like you should ask God to help you understand the Bible more when you read it. And I've been trying to read the Bible for a while now, and it's been kind of confusing to me. And I just started over and I don't know if it's just wishful thinking or what, but all of a sudden things that didn't make sense to me before, I'm like, oh, I kind of, even the book of Genesis, which on its face value sounds kind of like like the, the snake spoke to Eve and blah, blah, blah. But the more you, I don't know, it's starting to make more sense to me and it's pretty cool. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of starting everything over as far as that goes and um, rereading the Bible, starting it over. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, I want to, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Something's going off over here. Dentist. Oh, nice. oh shit. Oh, uh, you need to do something? No, I just realized I, I may be supposed to be at the dentist right now. Maybe that's tomorrow. Anyway, I'm not ah, there. So it's fine. They're calling to be like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm sacrificing my teeth for you people. Um, there's a cool thing on uh, on Amazon Prime that takes uh, the there. It's like movies based on the Bible, but they're the only they claim at least they're the only ones that are word for word 
just what it says in the Bible. And then they like reenact it all. It was, it's pretty interesting. And they have one for like every book in the Bible. Um, and I've watched like 20 minutes of one of them. They're like three or four hours long, but they seem pretty interesting. And uh, yeah. And then there was something else. Oh yeah. I'll show the gold star dad here pretty soon, but now you got me talking about God and stuff. So let's watch this guy talk about uh what does this say? Science cannot account for everything. You ready for this? Yeah. And do you deny that science cannot account for everything? Yes, I do deny that science. So what can't it account for? Well, I had you brought that up in the debate, I had a number of examples that I was going to give. Uh I think there are a good number of things that cannot be scientifically proven, but that we're all rational to accept. Let me list, let me list five. Logical and mathematical truths cannot be proven by science. Science presupposes logic and math, so that to try to prove them by science would be arguing in a circle. Uh, metaphysical truths, like there are other minds other than my own, or that the external world is real, or that the past was not created five minutes ago with an appearance of age are rational beliefs that cannot be scientifically proven. Ethical beliefs about statements of value uh, are not accessible by the scientific method. You can't show by science whether the Nazi scientists in the camps did anything evil as opposed to the scientists in Western democracies. Aesthetic judgments, number four, cannot be accessed by the scientific method because the beautiful, like the good, cannot be scientifically proven. And finally, most remarkably, would be science itself. Science cannot be justified by the scientific method. Science is permeated with um, unprovable assumptions. For example, in the special theory of relativity, the whole theory hinges on the assumption that the speed of light is constant in a one-way direction between any two points A and B. But that strictly cannot be proven. We simply have to assume that in order to hold to the theory. But you're missing the whole... So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So okay. we are, none of these beliefs can be scientifically proven, and yet they are accepted by all of us, and we're rational. And then that made me think of this other thing that's sort of religious, but it's also just a clip from a show. Um, but it leads right into it, and it's uh, like a minute long. So we'll go right into that, and then we'll talk about whatever. Okay. Cheers. Right. Go on. If you're atheist. I am. And you don't believe in an afterlife. I don't. If you don't believe in heaven and hell and all that, mm. why don't you just go around raping and murdering as much as you want? I do. What? I do go around raping and murdering as much as I want, which is not at all. Because he's got a conscience. But if death is just the end, what's the point? What's the point in what? Living. Might as well just kill yourself. So if you're watching a movie and you're really enjoying it, someone with Kevin Hart yeah. And someone points out that this will end eventually. Do you just go, oh, forget it then. What's the point? And just turn it off. No, because I can watch it again. Well, I think life is precious because you can't watch it again. I mean, you can believe in an afterlife if that makes you feel better. Doesn't mean it's true. But once you realise you're not going to be around forever, I think that's what makes life so magical. One day you'll eat your last meal smell your last flower, hug your friend for the very last time. You might not know it's the last time, so that's why you should do everything you love with passion, you know? Treasure the few years you've got, because that's all there is. I watched Ride Along 2 five times. Well, you haven't wasted your life, then? Definitely not, no. 
love Kevin Hart. Yeah. Everything about him. His humour, his comedy, his films. Comedy films, mainly. Mainly, yeah. Yeah. Whatever gets you through. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming over. Pleasure. Have you watched that show? Yeah, it's great. I've seen all, every uh, episode. It's uh, really good. I've only seen a few, but I liked it. It's on the list. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You should watch the whole thing. Um, but yeah, man, it, it does start to make it does start to make more sense. At least it has so far. And my brother said that it, it he knows a lot more about the Bible than me. But it all starts to tie together and and. Uh, and all the stuff, you know, I, again, I'm no expert on like revelations and all that, the cashless society and all the stuff that's in the Bible and the stuff that they talk about it, that it's going to happen in the last days, man, <laughs> there's something to it. And you read it and you're like, wow, all these things are, are happening in our society and uh, it's pretty crazy. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I know there's something, but I'm still torn on what everything is and i kind of like in my mind i kind of compare the bible to all these q posts you know because there's a shitload of them and a lot of them just mean nothing or are clear like misinformation or whatever but then a lot of them are like god damn like that's a really good point that they made right there or that's a really strong prediction if that's what they meant when they said this, but it's still all like, none of it is spelled out sure enough that I'm like, Oh, okay. So it's definitely true then, which I guess is part of faith and all that. But I still like Jordan Peterson's view on the Bible, which is like, it's a bunch of like the Bible was written by dudes. Basically it was just books of different dudes that they wrote and they put them all together and those dudes were like, we want to benefit society in the best way possible. But instead of, you know, saying like when you have a, a, a family or you're like the head of your community or whatever, then the Bible will just say like when a king does this and then you can like take that and apply it to your own life. Like I'm the king of my own castle, you know, so. The Bible's telling me, like, when I'm king, I need to treat my flock or whatever. Like, you can just compare everything to any part of life, you know? And But according to Jordan Peterson and a bunch of other people, like, that's why they wrote it like that. Because they want people to be able to see themselves in all of these stories, you know? Well, let's, let's roll the footage of uh, Biden being an idiot, because that's a big part of what this podcast is about. All right. Um... <laughs> Well, here, this is the Gold Star Father guy first. Okay. Two years has gone by, and where are we? To be frank, we're knee-deep in bullshit is where we are. Everyone who held a key position in the military still has that position or has been promoted. John Kirby still sits on his perch, which apparently faces the opposite direction from where all the action was. Lincoln continues to delay key evidence by ignoring delay or delaying subpoenas. Not a single general slapped down their stars, which should have happened two years ago when Biden ignored his reliable intelligence. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. 
Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting, and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family, and even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation. You have no business having ultimate command over our military, and I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I felt it more, like, more important to bite my tongue, but I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. While I stood there on the tarmac, watching you check your watch over and over again, all I wanted to do was shout out, it's too fucking 30, asshole. But out of respect to the other grieving families, I bit my tongue once again. Well, as you could probably tell by now, I'm done biting my tongue. You, sir, stole their lives, their futures, their dreams, and have ripped apart 13 families. You cannot even man up and admit that. You, sir, gave us all the title Gold Star Family. You, sir, discredit honor and integrity. Yeah. Yeah, great, man. Hey. I'm surprised they let him say that stuff, you know, that they weren't. That's, that's why I think it wasn't in actual Congress. I think he was just in front of somebody somewhere. But that's also like a fine line to skate. Like, hey, sorry about your dead son. Whoa, 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 buddy. Watch the language. Like, you know, yeah. somebody in there like looked at somebody near them when he was saying that stuff. Like, should we? No, we're not going to. OK, yeah, just let him say it. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Biden's the scum of the earth. That should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> we can change it again if you want. Um, here's a well. First, we'll do Biden saying that gay marriage is uh, bullshit back when he was running against uh, when Obama was running against John McCain. So when was that? Twenty oh twenty twelve, two thousand eight or two thousand twelve was when he ran against McCain. Yeah, was it? So it was Romney first, and then McCain. I believe so. Yeah. Either way, here's this. Support gay marriage? No, Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a, from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. That is basically a decision to be able to be left to the face and people who practice their face the determination what you call it. The bottom line, though, is, and I'm glad to hear the governor, I take her at her word, obviously, that she thinks there should be no civil rights distinction, none whatsoever, between a committed gay couple and a committed heterosexual couple. If that's the case, we really don't have a difference. Is that what you said? Uh, your question to him was whether he supported uh, gay marriage, and my answer is the same as his, and, and it is that I do not. Wonderful. You agree. Let, on that note, let's move to foreign policy. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. Everything's funny back then. It's we don't want gays getting married yet of your mind. It's interesting that uh, he that he said Barack Obama felt the same way, um, especially considering, you know. That he's gay. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he is gay, if you ask me. And uh, I did a joke the other night. I was like, you really think that Barack Obama um, – pushed so hard for gay marriage because he cares about other gay marriage. He pushed so hard for it because he cares about his gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Did people laugh at that? Yeah, it was like an open mic, so you never know. Yeah. It's going to go, but yeah. Um, 
well, this guy thinks that Obama did gay marriage because he just wanted people to argue about something that didn't affect the presidency or whatever. So let's talk to this guy. And I'm going to go get some coffee real quick while this plays. Okay. 12. Okay. It was when Obama was running for re-election. And what did Obama come out and say for his re-election campaign? I'm the first right. president who's ever been for gay marriage. Look, when you're failing on policy, you pivot to a culture war. Yep. You pit people yep. against each other, so they're fighting each other. Yep. We had in this country, we had an Occupy Wall Street movement where leftists were standing outside of big banks screaming, we are the 99%. Right-wingers had a populist movement called the Tea Party, where yep. they were outraged about the bailouts of big banks, yep. unsustainable debt, government spending. That's not what the powers that be like. They like you fighting about issues like abortion. Now, I'm not saying abortion isn't a very important issue. It's a very important issue. But the, us fighting about that issue doesn't scare anyone at the Federal Reserve. It doesn't scare anyone in the CIA. They don't care if you fight about that issue. They love you fighting over transgender bathrooms. Yep. They're stoking this culture war because they have to, to distract from the fact that they completely failed on everything else. They love something where it'll get clicks and no powerful people will be upset about it. Do you think that like people getting vaccine injured is not a story that would generate a lot of views for CNN? The vaccine that the government just mandated has hurt all of these people. That's a huge story. Why won't they run it? Because all their commercials are freaking pharmaceutical companies. Yep. They don't want to piss off powerful interests. And that was, it makes some noise for a day, yeah. man. I was unbelievable on what, <laughs> was what you just said there. I like that dude. Is that Dave Smith? I don't know his last name, but yeah, that's an incredible clip. He touched on a lot of things. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve, if if you're watching this or you're new to it and you don't understand, they're, they're the deep state. The Federal Reserve, people like George Soros. Uh, Biden and Obama and all those people that we don't like, George Bush, um, they're, they're, they're all part of the criminal crime syndicate. They're just the, they're, they're not they're the guys the in charge. They're the public face of it. Exactly. They're not in charge. They're just, they, they do what they're told to do and say what they're told to say. And, and Obama, or excuse me, Biden is, uh, the most prime example of it. I mean, he's, yeah, that's why it's hard to believe he's not an actor because he he does so many stupid things. He's just like it's hard to believe that they're not someone's not telling him this is what you're going to say today. You know, right? It's like watching Mr. Bean or something, and people are like, "Who is that guy? Like, is he really? That's that's not how you play a tuba." <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, what's next? What are we What are we going to talk about? Um, I read something that said the U.S. dollar has lost 98% of its value since 1971, speaking of the Federal Reserve. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, it kind of makes sense. Somebody made a cool uh, graph thing the other day or a meme or whatever, I guess, uh, that was saying they quoted Joe Biden as being like, uh, like inflation is going to climax at, at this level or whatever, and then it's going to stay stay put after that and, and go back down again. But then the guy was like, here's what he really means. Like inflation's going to skyrocket and then it's going to stop skyrocketing, but prices are still going to stay at as high as they were when it skyrocketed. They're just not going to go higher than that. And then they showed a thing that was like a, a lime or a lemon or something for like 49 cents. And now it's 99 cents and it's going to be 99 cents forever. 
And that's how it is with every item that anybody buys. And that's why everybody's rent is going up. That's why your your gas and electric and water bills are all higher than they were a couple of years ago. It's not because you're using more of that shit now. It's because every person in America that sells anything is like, fuck, I can't buy as much stuff with my money now. So I have to charge more for the thing that I'm selling in order to make make it even, you know? Yeah, and uh, speaking of the dollar taking a plunge, one of the lines, this is, might be a complete misdirection about what we're talking about, but one of the lines in Oliver Anthony's song is, is uh, your dollar ain't shit, uh, speaking about the value of it going down. And it made me think of we, something we I meant to talk about last week, which, which was we got a little bit of criticism on our, our post about how, and then he came out and said that he's not necessarily a conservative or he got mad because they put him on uh, – the Republican debate and, and, and acted like he was a big conservative or whatever. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not about whether he's a conservative or he's definitely not a Biden supporter. Um, But the, the, you know, whether he doesn't agree with how we're going to get this country back to what it was founded on and what we think it could be, um, whether we disagree on, on the direction to take to get there, um, the point is that it, it is all corrupt and the hardworking people in this country are being kept in a certain place and it's very hard to get ahead, much harder than it should be um, to get ahead in this country than it used to be. This country was founded on you can get as far as you want, depending on how willing you are to work, you know, and, and how hard you are willing to work. And uh, we've gotten so far away from that because everything is so damn corrupt. You know, so whether he agrees with us or not, or whether he thinks how he, I really don't know how he feels about Trump or anything, but we personally believe that uh, Trump loves America and he wants to get us back to the what could make this country great again and better than it's ever been. And, you know, so there's a lot of people that disagree with us. But again, you're probably wrong. Well, in updated Oliver Anthony news, I saw a clip the other day. He went to uh, the comedy mothership, Joe Rogan's place, and oh, yeah. uh, and performed there in front of a surprised audience. And uh, that was pretty cool. And then he's also on the newest episode of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast today. That oh, motherfucker really? went from an absolute nobody, not an absolute nobody. He still had like a few hundred thousand followers on TikTok before any of this happened. I'm pretty sure now he has millions, of course. But this guy was a, a relative nobody as much as you or I are a nobody right now. Like if we get on Joe Rogan in two weeks, people are still going to be like, oh, these guys came out of nowhere. But to both of us, we're like, no, we've been doing this shit for like 20 years, dude. This isn't out of nowhere. This is what I've prepared for my whole life, you know? Yeah, and apparently one of the one of the stories, um, yeah, if and when we get noticed um, and when your special comes out and whatever, it's we'll be ready for it because we've been preparing forever, which is the same thing for Oliver Anthony. When people finally saw who he was, he's like, yeah, I got other shit too, you know? But mm-hmm. Like 30, 40 days ago, um, he got on his knees and asked God to ask Jesus to uh, change his life. And, and and he did. And I think there's a lot of a lot of power in that stuff. I really do. And uh, it's, it's changed my life remarkably, 
just already. And I look forward to seeing how much better it gets um, as I try to be better in every facet of my life, you know, just trying to be as Christ-like as possible. That's one of my goals. And it's going to take a while. I've been cussing in my act a long time and doing a lot of things that I am not necessarily proud of, but I'm going to try to be as good as I can in every way and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I feel like if if all the religious stuff is real, then one thing that God is probably cool with is like saying fuck and stuff. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's I but I don't know enough about God, I guess. But I mean, in my idea of God is like it's cool, bro. Like I understand you were upset. It's no big deal. Yeah. Well, I think I think it says something in the Bible about not being, you know, like not I don't know, being too vulgar and that kind of thing. But well, I know um, it says don't take the Lord's name in vain, but that's not saying fuck and stuff. That's like saying like, God damn it. And stuff like that, where you're like calling on God to, to change your life. That's, that's like saying his name in vain where you're like, like God, if you're listening, damn this person. And God's like, don't do that, dude. Like I'll fucking be in charge of who's damned and who's not. I don't even know if the F word was something that they that they said in biblical times. I don't know when that word came to prominence or, or how it even became like, that's bad. You know, I don't, you know. Well, here's a thing that's definitely probably not true, but it's something that I've heard before. And they said back in like uh, Braveheart days or whatever, like when the king would come to a village and like uh, get to have sex with the virgin before she married her husband, like pre Minoctra or whatever then uh, they would paint letters on the door of the house that said uh, that the people inside were fornicating under the consent of the king. And uh, after years of doing that, then they just did the acronym of it and just wrote fuck on the door. But that's probably not true. Probably just the thing some dipshit on Reddit made up. But I know I read it and I was like, interesting. Yeah, that reminds me of the movie Braveheart when when uh, the you know the king is gonna have sex with his wife or whatever, and so they get married in secret or whatever. I cannot imagine anything worse than some fat old derelict king being like, "I'm gonna have sex with your wife, and then you can marry her." You know, I get to have her first. I mean, just the thought of it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, it would make me like not even want to marry her as much anymore cuz I'd be like, "What why don't you just go fuck a king then if you're going to burn my dinner?" <laughs> that would just always be in the back of my mind, you know. Oh, yeah, she's doing this cuz she wants to fuck a king again. Um so here's some uh we'll do a thing about lasers first. Or actually first, here's a news thing. There's Everybody knows the fires that were going on in Maui. Now there's a bunch of fires going on in Greece and shit. And uh, and so the news and Twitter and everybody were like, like, how does it feel? How does climate change feel? All you pieces of shit. Because uh, that's why these fires are burning. And uh, then they found out that like 80 people got arrested for arson uh, in the Greece wildfire thing. I guess I really don't even have to show the fucking video now because I just said it, but it's only 30 seconds, so here. Greece have arrested 79 people on charges related to arson as the death toll rises to 21. The ongoing fires are now officially the largest recorded in the European Union. More than 73,000 hectares have been burned. A further 61 people have been arrested on other wildfire-related charges. As authorities warn, several areas remain at very high risk for fires. 
Firefighters are concentrating their efforts on one blaze near Athens and one in the northern region of Evros, where 19 people have already died. Yeah, man. It's interesting that he said a certain number of other people were arrested in like non-arson wildfire related shit. And I don't even know what that is. Maybe it's like driving the guy to the place or texting somebody to to go light something on fire or what. I don't really know. Yeah, well, um, it reminds me of uh, it's not my theory, but it's my opinion that it's true that everything that happens awful in this world, whether it be war or fire or famine or recessions, everything is orchestrated, instigated and funded by people who benefited from it. That's what George Soros is he's a he's a shit starter and he does it to uh i I was watching about it earlier um he finances chaos antifa um he 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 paid apparently 33 million dollars for the ferguson riots alone he's the one that paid for the migrant caravans um and uh his whole thing his whole motivation is the destabilization destabilization of a country and facilitate division, whether it be by skin color, religion, sex, sexuality. He's one of the main guys at the forefront of all that shit. He, he pays even on a local level to disrupt government and um, put in all these corrupt people. Um, he's a cancer on our society, on the world. And the, the, what sucks is he can't be alive that much longer. He's old as dirt, but he's got a son coming up who's apparently even worse than him. And mm-hmm. I think I think both of them were at Chelsea Clinton's wedding, so they're in tight with the Clintons. The Soroses are. Um, we we talked about it a long time ago. How um, Clinton pardoned? Uh, gosh, dang it! What's her name? What is her uh, name? Do you remember Suzanne something? The uh, the Haiti lady? No, um, a different lady. Oh, she, the terrorist person. Yeah, she was caught I don't with eight. Her name, but yes. She was caught with 800 pounds of dynamite. She was in prison for like 60 years, and he pardoned her on his last day in office. What is her name, damn it? Um, I want to see Suzanne King, but that's not right. I think it's Su- Suzanne, Susan Rosenberg. Suzanne Rosenberg, that's her name. Mm. Um, he pardoned her on his last day in office. It is all, it is all corrupt, and they are all tied together. The you know, Obamas, the Clintons, the Bushes. It's a crime syndicate. It's just It's no different than the mob. I'm reading this book right now by John Grisham. And he's just talking about like this city that's ran by corrupt politicians and it's ran by a corrupt DA and a corrupt sheriff and all that. It's the same thing on a much bigger level. You know, that's, that's, that's what we're looking at. And that's what we believe Trump is, is trying to destroy to help us all uh, get, get better, you know, in, in America, America, again, as awesome as it is, could be so much better if it wasn't so corrupt and gross. And anyway, I, I feel like I say that every fucking episode, but it, it bears repeating. It's fucking gross, man. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We've got some Vivek stuff. We've got, uh, I'm going to play this. This was an older thing, but, um, but I like this lady and she's speaking in front of a school board and, uh, gave a a decent little speech. So let's listen to this. 
confused over the last five years as to why we spend 45 minutes to an hour of every public meeting talking about how great everyone is and how great everything is in the schools and now I figured it out I figured it out because all these people came here to defend you all from hurtful words this is obnoxious let me just say there is one goal for the educational system it should be to prepare children to enter careers to be productive members of society it is not a counseling session it is not a self-help area it is not somewhere to find yourself and we should not be led by the children for goodness sake the children are called dependents for a reason they depend on us who have fully developed brains you cannot feel your way through life the issues that we are talking about we are bringing you statistics we are talking about scholastics we are talking about funding we we're talking about busing. We are talking about trying to figure out how to make our children be as successful as possible. And I am sure that that is your goal. And what we have been called tonight is what they're claiming that we're saying to children. We're having an adult conversation. There are not children in this room. We aren't going into the schools and calling them names. They call us Marxists and hateful and bigots and everything else under the sun. Well, let me tell you. Less than 5% of the entire population of North Carolina identifies as LGBTQ. You guys all claim you want democracy. Well, you know what democracy is? It's the majority plus one. It's 50 plus one. You know what? More than 50% of the people in this state claim that they believe in God, Almighty God, who made us male and female, God who made marriage between a man and a woman, God who said that we must protect our children. The fact that we can stand up here and we know, we can brag about all of the wonderful graduations, but we know, we know the statistics. 50% of children did not pass their end of grade tests. What are we celebrating? We have, we have children coming up here telling us how horrible the mental health crisis is. Why? Most of us went to public school and all of our, all of our peers are not in mental health crises. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to our children? I'm going to say, we are discussing things with them that they are not emotionally, intellectually, and morally able to handle. That is what is causing the anxiety. That is what is causing the depression. That is what is causing the confusion. We need our children to be able to be children, to be able to be innocent, to be able to enjoy childhood and not know all of the drama and all of the difficulties in adult life. That is what we want. We want our children to be able to read and write and to think for themselves. Themselves, and we demand that the children who fear God are protected in your school. I like that. I hate how someone's making this great point, and they're like, your time is up. Give her what she needs. Give her another minute. It's fine. They're, they're not even listening, dude. They're like doodling and shit and just waiting. All right, that's your time. But yeah. that lady was smart because she knows she's not talking to them. She's talking to us, the viewer. And she nailed it. I mean, again, I've said this before, but if anyone talked to my boy about that stuff, dude, I would kick their ass. I would be so upset. And the fact that they're able to do some of the things that they're doing right now uh, in the public school system and, and, and some guy in Canada got thrown in jail for not calling his uh, daughter because uh, uh, she wanted to be a boy. He was still calling her his daughter. And like, there's more to that story. But that was part of why they threw his ass in jail. And they're allowed to go behind parents' backs and all these things. And it's absolutely criminal. And she nailed it. I, I want to kiss that lady. 
Yeah, the I saw a news thing about California. I think it was California, and they were talking about how they're going to vote against what they call forced outing, which is like if the teacher finds out that the kid is gay or trans or whatever, they don't have to tell their parents if the kid doesn't want them to because they don't want to come out to their parents yet. And it's like that seems like something that a teacher – it seems on the same level as like a kid hanging out with the wrong crowd or whatever. Like, yeah, he's got potential, but I think he's hanging out with the wrong crowd. Like I need to talk to his parents about this, but now we're getting into a whole generation where it's like, Hey, what happens at school is between you and your teacher. It's none of my business as your parent like that. I don't think that is a good thing because that just no. leads to the state or the country just owning all of the children. Well, speaking of California, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but um, Gavin Newsom signed a bill recently reducing the penalty for people who sodomize children. Why on earth would you ever, why would that even become a, a, a bill, first of all? But why as the governor would you be like, yeah, it's really not even that big a deal. We're just going to re reduce the penalty. Why, why on earth would, would that ever be the case, you know, if it's not true that they're trying to groom groom kids and make this all normal and and uh you know transgenderism has gone up twenty thousand percent that's because someone is brainwashing these children it's it's so vile dude yeah it's just it's interesting to me that it's like kids can't decide almost anything but when it comes to this we're like you choose how do i how would i possibly know what the answer is you just pick kid and and we'll go with whatever you say. It just seems ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know, but it's probably on the same line as, as masks and stuff like that. I think the best defense for it is just to go. Yeah. You know, like I, somebody did a, a survey of like business owners or, or corporate leaders or something like that. And they asked the question like, if a person puts their pronouns on their resume, does that make you more or less likely to hire them? And they giant numbers were like, yeah, it would make me less likely to hire them because that tells me that they're buying into this thing. They're going to like need extra attention and shit and have like extra sensitive feelings and whatever. Like, no, I don't even want to fucking mess with it. Yeah, this I, I paid recently for this Instagram thing. This lady who's supposed to be like a social media expert. I, I re totally regret paying for it. But she, I was listening to her talk about like Instagram and and uh, how to best make use of it and all this stuff. And she kept every time she would like take a break or whatever, she would come back. And I probably only got through like 15 minutes of it because she said it like four or five times. She's like, she would say her name and then she would say her pronouns. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. Like everyone can look at you and tell you're a woman. You don't need to tell us what you identify as. That's just, it's just stupid. It's not even, it's just, it's just you trying to be like ultra progressive or woke or whatever. And I think going back to what you're saying a minute ago, I think it's more about them trying to convince us that the majority feels this way or that they're on board with it. Just like when they're like, oh, uh, Biden is leading in the polls or whatever. We all know that's bullshit, but they try to convince us that that he is um, and that, you know, anyway, that's a different topic. But, you know, it, they're, they're trying to make it sound like everyone's on board with this shit and they're just they're just not. 
Well, then that's interesting that you said that because that leads into this lady talking about um, the parents of these kids that are trans. They don't have any options anymore. They can't just be like, eh, all right, you were right. Like, let me just undo all of this damage that I've done to my kid. Like they're they're in it. I'm going to let this lady talk about it. You ready for another video? Yeah may not have thought of is that there's a lot of people who can't move on on this and um, because that's the people who've transitioned their own children so those people are going to be like you know the japanese soldiers who were on pacific islands and didn't know the war was over right they've got to fight forever that this is why this is another reason why this is the worst 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 social contagion that we'll ever have experienced a lot of people have done the worst thing that you could do which is to harm their children irrevocably because of it. Those people will have to believe that they did the right thing for the rest of their lives, for their own sanity and for their own self-respect. So they'll still be fighting. And each one of those people destroys entire organizations and entire friendship groups. Like I've lost count of the number of times that somebody has said to me of a specific organization that has got turned upside down on this. Oh, the deputy director has a trans child or, you know, oh, the journalist on that paper who does special investigations has a trans child or whatever. The entire organization gets paralyzed by that one person. And it may not even be widely known at the organization that they have a trans child, but it will come out like people will have sort of said it quietly. And now you can't talk truth in front of that person. And you know, you can't, because what you're saying is you as a parent have done a truly like human rights abuse, yes. level, an awful thing to your child that cannot be fixed. There are specific individuals who are really actively against women's rights here, and it's not known why they are, but I happen to know through the back channels that it's because they've trans their child. And so those people will do anything for the entire rest of their lives to destroy me and people like me, because people like me are a standing reproach to them. I don't want to be, I'm not talking directly to them. I don't spend my time bitching about them. But the fact is that just simply by saying we will never accept natal males in women's spaces. Well, it's their son that we're talking about. And they've told their son that he can get himself sterilized and destroy his, his um, sexual function and women will accept him as a woman. And if we don't, there's no way back for them and their child. They've sold their child a bill of goods that they can't deliver on. And I'm the one who has to be bullied to try to force me to deliver on it. So, th so those people are going to be the people who will keep this bloody movement going i'm sorry to say because they've everything to lose and it's a fight to the death as far as they're concerned yeah man uh, you know it's it's, it's it kind of reminds me of the whole vaccine thing you know like you'll be talking to someone about the vaccines and how you know bad they've turned out to be and then you realize that the person you're talking to is vaccinated and you have to kind of be like uh that's right you you might die too <laughs> right <laughs> You know, um, yeah, it, it I, I that's one of 10 or 15 different things that I hope the truth comes out on eventually. And and not just because I want to be like, ha, I told you, like I was right. But just so people can can realize, hopefully some truth comes out about it before the next slew of vaccines comes out. And I wish we had that video. I could probably find it, but I'm not going to worry about it. But Biden was like, uh, yeah, you know, there's a new strain, Eris or whatever. Like, we're, we're working on some vaccines and we're going to uh, recommend that everybody get them. And that's like step one of what they did the first time. The first thing that they did was like, we recommend that you all get this. And then people didn't get it. And then they were like, we'll give you a free fries or we'll give you a free hooker if you come to the fucking 
fantasy ranch in Vegas or whatever. And then it was like, okay, now if you don't want to get it, you lose your job. You get kicked out of the military. You fucking don't get to play sports or go to school or anything else. Like step one is like, eh, we recommend that you do it, but no pressure. And that's where they're going to start. And we've got to, I don't know what, just, I, I can't think of a better idea than what this dude said on this video, which is just ridicule and memes. Cause that spreads the word faster than anything else. Yeah. And even if these vaccines worked, which they don't, um, it, it's not, it, it, it's not deadly. It's not like you get COVID and you've got it for the rest of your life and you can't get rid of it like AIDS. Um, even though you can, you can treat AIDS now and live with it. But, um, there was a time where if you got that, it was a death sentence. COVID was never a, a, a death sentence unless you had two to three comorbidities. You were around age 80 and you were going to die anyway. That's when COVID killed you. Just like the flu. It's, 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 it's the flu. It's a hardcore flu, and it's not even that anymore. This new strain coming out of Canada um, is not—it's not—it's less than it even was. It's—it's it's yeah. absurd. I can't believe so many people bought into this shit. But uh, now at least more people know what to look for. You know, when when you start seeing news stories and tweets and shit that say like hospitals are overwhelmed or like the the COVID wing is completely full. Like, keep in mind what they're saying, you know, like there's not lines out the doors of hospitals. They they have like their little covid area where they're like, all right, if people get covid, we got like five beds in here. And then somebody's like, there's five people in there now. And they're like, oh, my God, call the newspaper. We're at capacity when it's like you. But you still got a hundred empty beds for broken bones and shit. It's like, well, we could use a couple of those, I guess. But they're like, but that's not the COVID wing. I don't know. Everything just seems like bullshit to me. And I'm not buying it this time around. I'm not. The last time, like, I mean, I even, I sell t-shirts and, and hats and stuff after my show. I even made some masks the first time around to, like, sell after my shows and stuff. And so I was on board with it for a while until people started doing dumb shit you know i was uh i was doing a show somewhere it doesn't matter where but the the owner called me and was like hey the the other comedian that's working here wants to know if everybody's been and this is before vaccines and stuff he was like he just wants to know if everybody's been tested before this weekend and i was like i'm i'm fine i'm not sick and they were like well can you get a test and i was like no I'm not gonna. And they were like, God damn it, dude. Like, all right, just if he asked, just say that you got one. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Like, no problem. But I'm not getting the, I, I made a joke about it at one point where it's like, in order to spread COVID, you just got to be like, and then somebody can get it. But in order to test it, we have to check the center of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, couldn't I just fucking on a little thing or something? Like, I, if it's that bad, shouldn't it be everywhere? I don't know. Every level of COVID just seems... It's not bullshit, not made up, just completely overblown. Like, if they had said in the beginning, there's a disease out there, it's pretty transmissible, a lot of people are going to get it, and it might even make you lose your taste and smell for a couple of weeks and you're going to feel like shit. 
But, you know, it's probably not going to kill anybody. And we can see that by the numbers of people that die every year. Like, those are the same people that are dying from this thing. So just don't worry about it, everybody. Wash your hands extra or whatever. Then nobody would have freaked out about anything. But because they delivered it the way they did. But then that also makes me think that that it was part of the plan. Because if if Trump has some sort of plan with the military and that shit then he had to be on board with this too, to be like, no, it's serious. Like it's, you need to be scared of it for sure. But unless he was just playing along with everything, like why would he agree to do that? And it's only because they knew what would happen. They knew that the disease would lead to people staying indoors, lockdowns, mail-in ballots, and then Biden could win the election. And he knew that they were going to cheat that way. And it, and they had to let it happen. And but I'm still holding out that that's a potential possibility of why things are happening the way that they are. And the same with him getting indicted and arrest, arrested and, uh, and all that shit. Like the things that he's getting charged with are you can look at, at each individual charge and be like, oh, well, this is the same thing that another person did in the past and nobody gave a fuck when they did that. So yeah. I, I feel like it's all just there to open people's eyes and stuff, but could be wrong. He could just be a criminal piece of shit and Biden's just the best thing that ever happened. But um, hold on. This is a, uh, this is a dude named Greg Kelly on, I think Newsmax, but this was still an interesting thing. And I'm, I look forward to see if this is true or not. Watch seeing the half of it yet. There is an audio tape, I am told, by people in the know, uh, not necessarily in government, not necessarily out of government, I can't say too much, um, but there is incontrovertible evidence of Joe Biden's corruption that is about to be made public. It's not going to happen tomorrow, it's not going to happen before Labor Day, but it will happen sometime between Labor Day and Halloween. This tape will be made public. I'm not sure by what entity at this point, but once it is heard, Joe Biden will have, well, he'll have only two options. Number one, he will not be able to remain a candidate for the presidency for re-election. It will be over and done with. The only thing that he might be able to do potentially, but probably not, is remain as president. I am told this tape is that incriminating and they're worried about it right now at the White House. They know about it. They know it's out there. There may be more than one, and it makes a lot of sense. So that might be complete bullshit, or it might be true, but that aligns with an old Q post also, where Q talked about uh, when the evidence does finally come out, it will be impossible to defend. So there's not going to be any like, uh, you know, like they are with Hunter and bank statements and that kind of shit now where it's like, ah, oh, come on, you know, like they weren't doing shady stuff. But if this is the thing that this guy's talking about, then when it comes out, it will be impossible for anybody to defend him on it. Yeah, I sure hope that happens. And and I don't know if Trump was uh, I don't know if he was part of the whole covid thing or not. I, I tend to believe he wasn't. Um but I do believe that this, all these indictments, um, he's totally fine with because it's going to be one way to get all this information to the public that may not know it, especially the people who still hate him 
Um, mm-hmm. All the election interference evidence uh, will come out um, in these in these trials and in these with these indictments. And I I'm on board with that. I believe that that's the case and uh, that he has to open up these people's eyes. And it's, it's very hard to do because we don't have uh, true non-biased media in this country who's actually in mainstream media is not interested in what the truth is. They're just they're they're just doing the bidding of the people that they're told to uh, to help out, essentially, which is the criminal crime syndicate that we were talking about earlier. Yep. Very so. true. All right. Um, we're pretty much done. This is a cute video here at the end. We'll play that and then we'll uh, wrap shit up because I got to go mow my grandma's lawn and then I got to do laundry and then I'm driving to Toledo uh, to do shows at the Toledo Funny Bone on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, but here's this. This is Trump uh, years ago doing a rally and there was a the little boy that his parents dressed him up like Trump and it's just a cute little video. That guy over there. Wow. Bring him up. Are you having a good time tonight? Night. Where's your daddy? And your mommy, right? Do you want to go back? Do you want to go back to them or do you want to stay with Donald Trump? Trump. I like how he puts his arms up like, hey, what? Beautiful. Kids like me. What a me. beautiful boy. What a beautiful boy. Good thing to end on, right? Yeah, man, that was a good thing to end on. My kid would not have been all those people there. He would have been like, ah. right. I know that's I <laughs> thought the same thing. I was like, dude, I if I was a little kid, I would just cry. I'd be like, I don't know this person. I remember this is unrelated to anything, but I went to Worlds of Fun, which is like the local Six Flags theme park or whatever in Kansas City when I was probably five years old. And I remember my dad had jeans and cowboy boots on and we were waiting in line for the fury of the Nile. And uh, and I just looked over and I saw jeans and cowboy boots and I just wrapped my arms around this leg that I knew in my head was my father. And uh, so I'm just comfortable holding onto this leg and I look up and there's my dad standing over there, just like smiling at a stranger, like, yep, that's my son. And I looked (laughs) up at this guy and just cried and ran back to my dad. And anyway, good times. (laughs) Oh yeah, that is good times. Um, Yeah. Don't forget September 2nd, come see me this Saturday at the end in Torrance, California, 8 PM one show. And uh, yeah, go see Mike in Toledo. Are you with Jimmy Dore? Uh, no, uh, he's bringing his own person. That's on Sunday. I'm with uh, okay. Kevin Kevin Bozeman on Friday and Saturday, and okay. I'm I'm holding out. There's still maybe a five ten percent chance that I'll be there on Sunday too. But uh, but they said the only thing that's confirmed is Friday Saturday, and then next weekend, which is uh, the ninth, I'll be in Duluth, Minnesota, at the Dublin Pub. So okay. uh, yep. But we'll talk about that before next week, and uh, that's the end. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching, and we love you, and goodbye. God bless. God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye.